Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Whether it's to my daughter or to someone else's, your father will remarry sooner than late. His new wife will produce new heirs, and chances are better than not that one of those will be male. And when that boy comes of age and your father has passed, the men of the realm will expect him to be heir, not you. Because that is the order of things. When I'm queen, I will create a new order. <laughs> oh, I wish that could be Rhaenyra. But the men of the realm already had their opportunity to appoint a ruling queen at the Great Council, and they denied it. They denied you, Princess Rhaenys. The queen who never was. But they bent the knee to me and called me heir to the throne. Do you remind your father's men of that as you carry their cups? Here is the hard truth, which no one else has the heart to tell you. Men would sooner put the realm to the torch than see a woman ascend the Iron Throne. And your father is no fool. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to the House of the Dragon with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to the House of the Dragon on HBO, so sit back, relax, and let's talk about fire and blood. My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I, I don't know a lot in this life, but I do know one thing. Do tell. I don't want to get eaten by crabs. Ooh. That yeah. looks miserable. Yeah. I mean, just getting just <laughs> nailed to a, a post. and Hard pass. Yeah, <laughs> wicked hard pass on that one. <laughs> I'll gladly be eaten by maggots because you don't feel it. They just eat the dead skin. You don't feel that. Oh. God. But crabs? Cra- you're going to feel that. I don't know if crabs actually eat humans. Maybe, it's me. Maybe Kragus is like. We feed crabs hot dogs to catch them. Maybe he's like eat, trained them dogs, to like eat humans. If they eat hot dogs, they'll eat a human. Oh, man. You just go right down to the bone that way. See that? Like, yeah. Oh, Fresh meat, man. Fresh. With the soundtrack of screams. Oh, That's crap music to their ears. Well, everybody. Brutal stuff right there. Blake and I are so excited to be talking all things Westeros with you. But remember... We're keeping busy with some other podcasts as well. So if you have not yet connected with us, be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or all three, just by searching Mary and Blake. You can also head to maryandblake.com where you can see all of our blogs and other podcasts there as well. You can see what we look like. I had a friend tell me she thought that I was going to be a little redhead. Really? Not a little redhead. Maybe she knew I was going to be tall. But she thought, yeah, I was going to be like this little Sweet little redhead. little redhead girl. Nope. 
<laughs> You're like uh, Merida from Brave. Alas, I am more like Mother Gothel from <laughs> Tangled with uh, silver silver and uh, gray hair. I'm basically part Targaryen is what it comes down uh, yes. to. Yes, okay. I, I will, you're part Baratheon, part Targaryen, because of the black hair. More Stark, but sure. Sure, whatevs. I'm Why like not? if a Stark and a Targaryen, basically if Jon Snow and Daenerys did have a baby, and she was tall. Well, technically, Jon Snow. Yeah, oh, actually, yeah, you're right. Okay. Hashtag spoilers. Jon Snow like, is a Targaryen. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, welcome. You can see what we look like there. We're going to be updating the photo there soon. Because I don't have my silver hair in that picture that's no, you currently don't. on our site, but we're excited. All right, let's get into the show. Actually, before we do that, you know, you want to know a, a fun little uh, fa- trivia fact about that photo? Which photo? Yeah, about the photo that's on the MarianBlake.com site. Sure. Currently, so if you go there right now, you'll see that there's actually a big stain on Mary's shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was from our from our baby at the time. Yeah, <laughs> right and we just before, went with it. Right before we took the photo, there's a big stain on Mary. I think it's on her shoulder and that's like- was, It's probably spit up, friends. It's, it's baby, it's exactly what, it's baby yep. spit up. And uh, we didn't we didn't touch it up, so. Because <laughs> that's real life, man. That is real life. That's how it works. All right, Marvin, are you ready to get into the show? Sure am. Let's do it. All right, for our little episode recap, this is taking six place, six months after the last episode. So six months have passed with the grief and Renera being named heir to the throne. During the six months, Damon's got busy, okay? Mm-hmm. He decided to take over Dragonstone. He's brought his red dragon there. And all of his lemur, essentially gold cloak people followed lemur? him. Yeah, don't lemurs just do whatever other lemurs do? Isn't that a lemming? Oh, maybe a lemming. <laughs> Lemurs are the monkeys from um, I Like to Move It, Move It. What's that one yeah. that you like? <laughs> the DreamWorks movie? Not lemurs. If they did start dancing Madagascar. like monkeys. Madagascar. There you go. Thank you. Lemmings. Lemurs. The gold cloaks are lemmings. What a waste of fabric. Okay, you know the crown had to buy all those beautiful outfits, and now they're over. We're in just going to whistle past this whole thing where you just said lemur. We're just going to let that go. Then <laughs> there's some crab feeder who's technically a prince, an admiral, pirate, feeding people to crabs, and he's just chilling out, having a great time. So the small council says, "Excuse me, King Viserys. Mm-hmm. We know you just told everybody that your daughter is now the heir." But you need to do something about the crab-feeding pirate. Mm -hmm. You need to do something about your brother. And you need to get a new wife. Get on it. And he doesn't do any of that. Well, he does. And he chooses (laughs) uh, chooses Rhaenyra's best friend. Yes, okay. Whatevs. And they get the egg back from Damon. True. Oh, and by the way, a brand new opening for this episode. Yeah. Brand, brandy spanking new. Yeah, I know. I'm going to talk uh, about so that in a that. moment. Yeah. All right. So uh, the title of this episode was The Rogue Prince. And that is, I think, in reference to Damon uh, and about how he went over and took uh, took over uh, uh, Dragonstone. Uh, but also it could, I think, be in reference also to uh, Corliss and how he went to Damon at the end of this episode and went rogue from- Is he a prince? Yeah, because he well, I mean, uh, he is the leader. He's the head of his own of his own house and and uh, of his own kingdom in the in the Driftmark. I don't right? think that makes you a prince, though. Um, I'll find out. Is Corlys a prince? And then also, of course, it could be in reference to Kragus himself, who is a prince of Mir. So, 
You know, I, I think there are some interesting little notes about this title that we mm. can talk about. Uh, the director was Greg Yatanis. Now, Mary, Greg Yatanis has been around for quite some time. I mean, dating back all the way to the, I mean, geez, the late 90s, uh, going as far back as... I don't think he's a prince. Really? Yep. Okay, fair enough. He is, however, known as the sea snake. Uh, yes, that's true. Um it's going uh, going as far back as uh, Nash Bridges, by the way, if you remember that show. That was actually run by Carlton Cuse, who also gave Damon Lindelof a job on Nash Bridges. And he went from Nash Bridges to Lost. Interesting. And they both of them worked together on Lost. And oddly enough, Greg Utanis directed a bunch of episodes of Lost. Cool. And then he continued on with the... Uh, the bad robot, that whole company uh, vibe when he went to go direct episodes of Alias, as a matter of fact, and then kept going with a bunch of other different shows uh, later on in time, um, including Damages and Heroes, obviously Lost, as I just mentioned, uh, and then on to House and uh, Ray Donovan, uh, as well as uh, Manhunt and The Twilight Zone and even Castle Rock which is a great show, by the way. And then, of course, ending up with House of the Dragon. And the writer of this episode was Ryan J. Condal, the showrunner of House of the Dragon. He wrote the last episode, The Heirs of the Dragon. Marvin, your flames rating. How many flames are we given this episode? I'm going to give this episode a 4.5. Oh, we've we've gone up in the world Yeah, here. we're moving on up. We're Maybe. moving on up. Okay, awesome. I'm going to give this one a four. I, too, have gone up here a little bit, but not by a whole ton. But you know what? I I kind of see where we're going, and there's some cool stuff that happens in this episode that I that I quite like. Um, but we'll get there in a minute. You're GBG. You're good. You're bad. And you're great. Okay. So my good for this episode is the moment that Rhaenyra um, comes underneath the bridge. Yep. Riding on her dragon. Um, it reminded me of Jaws. We've we've watched a lot of Shark Week in our household this oh, summer. Shark Week is so, big deal in House Larson. And I loved how we were able to hear Damon's dragon just moments before, and mm -hmm. then you heard a similar kind of squealish sound oh, coming from below. And I was worried, like, who else is out here? I did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. And when she did cut through the clouds and and. And came on down onto the bridge. It's just probably my favorite visual scene of this episode. Totally agree. My bad. Ugh, Viserys. He doesn't care what any of you think. He's going to ask you your opinion. Sure. He's going to ask everybody their opinion. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to do the complete opposite. <laughs> Don't you hate those people who ask you repeatedly? I mean, I think I'm one of those people. Who I, ask I was you repeatedly, just going to say. I was just going to say. Think, what do you think of this? Do I feel you, like this is a loaded question. I'm going to take the fifth. <laughs> I will self-proclaim it. This is me. But now watching it on screen, how annoying. If you know what you want, and yet you're still asking everybody, should I wed the 12-year-old and then wait two years to make a, mm -hmm. to, to attempt to make an heir? And everybody says yes. Mm -hmm. a, a resounding yes. Mm -hmm. And then he just doesn't care. Okay, listener. If you're if you're not married, all right, I want you to understand something. Right now, what you just listened to is one of them moments in your marriage where you, no matter what, got to give the right answer. And you know what the right answer? It's like, does this dress make me look fat? You got to give the right answer. 
And the right answer is, Mary, I love you so much. Yeah. And you're not like that at all. I know I am. It's okay. <laughs> so, or or the right answer is, I'm just getting better. I'm going to take the fifth. I'm becoming more aware of it mm-hmm. where I need to just be clearer. Sure. I know I'm going to ask your opinion, so you do have like veto power in case someone is going to die from this decision. Yes. But this is where I'm leaning. <laughs> it's almost like a warning. I'm going to run for Congress. You know, things like that. Oh, my God. Do you think I should run for Congress? I don't really think so. Well, nope. I think I should. Well, I'm going to. Thank goodness, thank goodness for your sake that I was two days too late. Oh, it's like man. this Alanis Morissette you think, song. You think that Mary is kidding. She ain't. This happened. I'm still debating if I should just try to be a, a write-in candidate. No. Nonetheless, <laughs> my great for this episode is the new intro. Ah, okay. I don't understand a, a lick of what's happening. No. Uh, except for the, the red blood. I get that. That is so gross. No, thank you. Whoever thought that they should put blood in something that's basically named fire and blood idiots no i'm kidding (laughs) i actually got really nervous because seeing all that blood trickle throughout whatever it is because yeah we don't know what all these little twisty doohickey things are yet made me think oh my gosh episode one was so bloody between the birth and the tournament and everything is this their way of saying it's going to be even bloodier and there wasn't blood in episode two that's true good point the only blood we saw was in the intro good point so for a non-blood-loving person like myself, if that's how I'm going to see blood, I'll take it. Well, I'll tell you what, Mary, you asked and you hoped for the the fact that the the, the next episode and hopefully maybe the following episode wouldn't resort to the things that the first episode did, like checking the boxes Mm -hmm. off. And you got exactly what you wished for. Exactly, that's why it went up. And that's a good thing. All right, my good. Uh, Matt Smith and Millie Alcock, uh, respectively Damon and uh, Rhaenyra. Oh, okay. Um, Especially... When they're together, the show, I think on the bridge, I think the show is so far, so far it's at its best when these two are together and the way that they play off of each other, the acting that was involved uh, on the bridge, more was said with their looks and their body language Mm -hmm. than whatever they were saying with their mouths. And I like that. And it's electric when those two are on screen together. Now, what that means for the show going forward, I don't know. What that means for the two of them uh, and how this all plays out, I don't know. But, you know, I got the same feeling. um, I got the same feeling from Jack Pearson in This Is Us. I got the same feeling from uh, Black Jack Randall in Outlander. Uh you know, you almost got that same feeling when it was Simon and Daphne in Bridgerton. Like, it was electric. You could just feel it. And that's how I feel about Damon and Renera when they're together. Okay. But especially in that, in that and how it all came down uh, and and the dragon. Like, Mary, you mentioned the, the, the clouds uh, as, as, the, as the, the dragon comes up. And 100%, there's this moment, like, when the, like, a really special detail, the clouds kind of, like dip under almost like a almost like a wave like the, you know how like when a wave comes the water kind of re- retreats a little bit yeah uh you saw the clouds retreat a little bit mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it it you know poofed out the way that the dragon does excellent stuff <sighs> my bad here's the issue that I'm finding with the show so far i just don't care about anybody and i barely care i feel like you're me i know I barely care about Damon and Renera. 
as of this moment. It's not to say that it won't happen. It's not to say that I'm that I. One of them better won't. save a puppy or something in this next episode <laughs> if they want us to love them. <laughs> something is going to happen, and I think they're on the way to making that happen. And I say that specifically because Damon does give up the egg, and he does it in such a carefree manner, like he just tosses it, like mm-hmm. see you later. And Renera takes it, and she is proven right. So like they're on the way to doing it. But when I think about everybody else. When I think about everybody else in this show, I know that Viserys, even though I like him, he's going to be a goner. He ain't sticking around. Who? Viserys. He's that, I mean, he's being eaten by maggots. Yeah. I think he's going to be here for I a bit. I feel like that's a that's a that's not a great sign. I, I'm here for it. Not great, Bob. When, when you're getting eaten by maggots, I think you're on your way out. See, I disagree. I think he's going to be here for a while, but he's going to slowly become uglier and uglier. <laughs> Fair enough. From wounds and things falling apart. And then I and then I think about like, okay, well, her, his future bride, Alison Hightower. You know what? I feel bad for her. Her mother died. But what else do I really know about her other than that she picks her nails? By the way, a habit that I have, I, I definitely have that. Yep. I get that. But what else do I know about her? Um, and then I think about the other people like... Um, well, let's let's delve into it a little bit more. Oh, we, well, I guess I guess what I'm getting at is this: I don't know about any characterization for any of these people other than what they wear, what their names are, and what their job is. That's it. That that's all I know, and I and I, I find that hard to believe. Um, and then I, again, I have to go back to my great and Mary. I think you you said it best, and that is. The, the dragons coming up and communicating with each other, but also just the – there's something so – like I will never get sick of seeing dragons at Dragonstone mm-hmm. and coming up over that bridge. And like it reflected that same exact moment that happened um, when Tyrion showed up for the first time in Dragonstone yeah. or when – uh, Jon Snow showed up for the first time at Dragonstone. The, the dragon comes up and everybody gets a little scared. And Such a great set piece. Agreed. Uh, it was the most, uh, I'll use this phrase again, it was the most electric part of the episode. And even the writing here was really great too because you know it, the stuff is going to happen. And when, when Damon's dragon shows up and Otto Hightower just says, you put away your effing swords. His, sa- his dragon sounded like Flipper. <laughs> he kind of did a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so uh, so that's my great. That whole scene was spectacular. In fact, when Damon holds out his sword in particular, yes. I thought that was a visually striking image, mm-hmm. um, especially with um, the, not stormy, but almost like hazy background. It just felt like, there's some stuff coming here and this is beyond everyone's control now. Yeah. Uh, it, we've, we've gone down a road where, okay, like we, you know, we, we had a choice. We were at a fork in the road. We could have gone one way and they said, nah, we're going to do this. And th- it's that small step towards the other side of the road that is going to lead to big problems. Yeah. So that's where I think we're at. And that pointing of the sword, even though he gives up the 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 dragon egg, I think that is when we're we're making a change. All Love right. it. So, are you ready for the small council? Of course. Let's do it. His Grace has many cares. He entrusts some small matters to us that we might lighten the load. 
We are the lords of small matters here. All right, so the first one comes from Jennifer Dominic. She says, uh, these are knee-jerk notes that I made during and right after the episode. So, the good. All hail the return of the catchy opening song. Whoop, whoop. Mary, your thoughts yes. uh, on the opening song. Do you like the fact that they went back to the Game of Thrones? Is it exactly the same? Or have there been modifications? Kind of like, you know, Bear McCreary style. Sure. I hope that there become modifications. It's. I agree. If I there hope there aren't already. I would like to think that there will be modifications. Maybe some dolphin sound. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, to be honest, I wish that I wish that there was it. It was inspired by the Game of Thrones soundtrack or the Game of Thrones theme, but it was you know different instrumentation or. Um, I mean, it definitely stirred within us. I'm okay that it was the same. Sure. I'm just interested interested to see going forward if it continues to be the same because you and I both heard it and we went, oh, cool. And then yeah. we saw the intro. So we've been without Game of Thrones for so long yeah. that to have this back, live TV, feel this moment, know that people around the world are listening to the same sounds as you at that very moment, it's pretty cool. Yeah, by the way, speaking of that, I love live TV. Live TV is the best. Like I, I know everybody loves Netflix and watching shows all at once and binging, but live TV just creates an environment and it's special. I mean, the fact that the 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 premiere episode, twenty million people watched it, and the second episode, there was even more people. Mm-hmm. The, the the ratings went up. Like that's banana land. All the people who didn't remember. To set their alarms. They were like, oh, oh, yeah, they I got to do that. They heard about it from their friend. They saw it on, online. They said, oh, my gosh. It was like 200,000 extra people, mm-hmm. 300,000 extra people. That was like the entirety of how many people watched. The difference from episode one to two was the entirety of how many people watched The Leftovers. <laughs> mm. um, but, yeah, it's just banana land. All right, so anyway. Uh, Matt Smith is bringing it as Damon Targaryen. I'm loving all of it. Jennifer continues, he's playing thick into your favorite villain or is he tropes this time around? The bad. Six months ahead? What? That HBO feels it's necessary to quadruple down on the squonkiness of the absolutely unnecessary historical accuracy of the king contemplating marriage to a child who has been assured by her mother she won't become physically sexualized until she is 14. That is not great. But my great is Rhaenys and Rhaenyra's hard truth discussion. Men would sooner put the realm to the torch than see a woman ascend to the Iron Throne. And your father is no fool. Just last week, I can't get enough of the interaction we're seeing between Renera and Damon. They are matched in so many ways, and I don't know if that is good or bad, but I am here for it. Yes. All right. Next up, we have Roseanne Radosevich. She said, hot take. Now we are talking. First, that opening, bam, right in the kisser. The vibe for this series was established. It upped the ante on the original Game of Thrones using that theme over unending rivers of blood. Hmm. Rhaenyra showed she's got the grit and the cunning to be the queen when she outmaneuvered Hightower and her uncle, showing up on her dragon like a boss and the ancestor of Daenerys in a scene that finally and utterly took my breath away. 
The views of Dragonstone through the mist with the eerie keening of dragons over that never-ending walkway managed to be more awe and fear-inspiring than the original, again upping the ante for this series in contrast to Game of Thrones while still paying homage. There is undeniable sexual tension between Rhaenyra and Daemon, as well as an enormous amount of mutual respect. Daemon is not going to talk smack about his brother because it will jeopardize his chances with his niece. Can guess where this is heading, but therein lies the tale of at least two seasons. Loved it. And, and she, she gave it five flames. Yep, and it looks like Jennifer gave uh, this episode four flames. Now, Mary, we, have, we also have a uh, a final contribution to the small council. It is a, uh, a Mary and Blake Hall of Fame, Mary and Blake Hall of Fame caller. Oh, well, it's... Uh, it's Gloria. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Gloria from Thuin. I'm so glad to be back. Oh, you got to play your sound. Your cousin from Boston. Thanks, Gloria. Here we go. At King's Landing and Dragonstone. I love the Targaryen family. Sure, they're vicious, conniving, devious, but oh, so good. The new opening I thought was awesome. I think that's supposed to be Valeria and the Targaryen family tree. It was a little dark for my taste, but um, I wish we could have seen more details in it while the trail of blood was moving along. Um, The writing in this episode was just chef's kiss. Oh, so good. The visual display at the set with Alicent and Rhaenyra was incredible. It did look a little different from the scene last episode with the king and and Rhaenyra. I could be wrong. Um, When the princess showed up at Dragonstone was total deja vu of Daenerys to me. The king's choice to marry Alicent instead of Lena was better, but still, Alicent is supposed to be 15. Not too far away from 12, but definitely better. I have to say, Damon is really fun to watch. So fun. I don't care too much for him, but he clearly feels a little lost and left out of his brother's counsel and life. And the crab feeder? Wow, what a look. The whole thing was kind of gross. That's all I got. Next episode, things are going down. And I mean, Allison and Rhaenyra's friendship. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely Yay. does not bode well for, for those two. Um, you know, Mary, I, Gloria brought up a, a great point, And one of them is seeing uh, Dragonstone again. And once again, I think the show does something that's really special, which is it brings us back to these places that we've known uh, we've seen before, but again, it presents it in a totally different perspective. I mean, Dragonstone looks completely different from how Mm -hmm. it looked in, in game of Thrones. Um, That a good thing or a bad thing? I'm here for it. It's good. Time has passed. Let's up the ante, like our friend said, and just make things look a little bit more polished. And we're obviously going to be spending more time in Dragonstone. You think about, um, with Game of Thrones, we spent time in other people's houses. Mm -hmm. We had lots of families that we had to be in their castles. Whereas it seems like we are just hanging out with the Targaryens. So let's get to know their homes a little bit more. Fair enough. All right, so what... Uh, Mary stands out to you the most from this particular episode. I mean, I know for me, what the one of the more visually beautiful shots, even though it was freaking gross as hell, was the bookends of um, the crab Cra- Cragus Drahar. Uh, you know, the, the crab feeder guy, and and I don't know. It was just like this real, uh, almost like soft toned, uh, oh, uh, like 
golden hour look to it. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a great dichotomy of like this really gross stuff, but really beautifully shot. Um, and obviously, you know, it, it being the bookends of the episode, it leads into the, you know, the visual storytelling of it. It, it tells you, okay, this is going to be a problem. And it, it's, it's creating circumstances as, in the beginning as a setup for what's about to come. But mm-hmm. once it ends, it's telling you, this is a big thing go- coming up. Like, this is not going to go away. And yes, you saw uh, the, you know, the stuff with Damon and whatever. But this guy, Kragus, is going to be a big deal in how that is going to affect the plot for the rest of the show. Uh, well, at least for the rest of the season. That's the visual language. And that's what stood out to me. But for you, what else stood out to you? Was the conversation between Rhaenyra and Rhaenys? Was it, what, what was it? Yeah, I mean, the crab feeder, it didn't do a lot for me, I'll be real with you, because I'm just so busy paying attention to my Targaryens. <laughs> Visually great. I loved it. I love seeing all those little crabbies scuttle around. I wonder how they did that. Oh, yeah, huh? Are all the crabs real? It kind of reminds me of um, Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Remember mm, all the crabs yes. that were carrying the ship and everything? But those were obviously like CGI'd yeah, CGI'd crabs. Yeah. So I'm wondering how many of these crabs were CGI'd if they had a mix of them and they just had the nibbling crabs be CGI'd. Oh, that's cool. Or did they put pieces of food hot dogs yeah i use hot dogs (laughs) (laughs) to catch the crabs um the thing that actually stood out to me about the crab feeder was his mask uh how come it was just very phantom of the opera to me yes and you know his face was deformed underneath and it seemed like one side was bigger than the other this is why we are married i was just wondering like who are you you tortured soul with your (laughs) mask on does it look like he has grayscale Remember the disease that uh, yes. it looks like he has gray skin. I would say yes. And that's probably why he's wearing that. Who knows? Or maybe he was burnt. Like part of me wonders, was he burned by a dragon or something mm. that has to do Does with Does he fire? listen to the music of the night? That's mm, the real that question. That is the question. <laughs> that is the question. But to me, you know, plot wise, what stood out? So you're saying, okay, you're listening to Corliss. You're listening to like, you best be watching these seas, man. Yeah. Whereas I am fully in on Damon. Really? Yes. You're in. I am so in. So I figured, you know, we should have a new segment for this show because you and I are both having issues where we don't love anybody. Yes. Nobody has saved a goddamn puppy, right? There's no equivalent <laughs> to that in this show. And generally in in shows, I need to love somebody and I need to be rooting for them for me sure. to want to come back week after week. So I thought, you know what? You nor I have anybody yet. So, you know. Let's just say to hell with it. Who are we rooting for this week? And who is your bad guy? Who are you against this week? Let's have this as a new segment. Until we love somebody. Okay, fair and enough. And that continues to be the same. So I am actually rooting for Damon. Okay. I'm here to stir the pot because his dumb brother Viserys didn't listen to anybody. He's been, who knows what he did last night mm-hmm. with his lady friend of mere 15 years old. Is that why he chose her? Did he get it in? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nothing's confirmed, <laughs> but she did give him a present yep. and that went a long way. I appreciate that. She's freaking 15. Calm down, yeah. buddy. So I am all in on Damon. Um, I just think they'll be fun. I'm cheering for him. I like that he was trying to lie about his wedding, lie about having a kid. <laughs> I love that he just tossed this priceless dragon egg, knowing Rhaenerys would would, would yeah, catch uh, it. Yeah. I wonder if it dropped. If it dropped, would it break? It's a dragon egg. Well, I'm 
also wondering, like, how much can you shake an egg before the dragon stops being made? Like, you can shake your eggs when you're baking. Sure. Whatevs. You're, you're stirring it up. You're making some batter. You're making scrambled eggs. Who cares how much you shake that egg up? But if this was a creature that you actually want to be born at some point. Yeah, like, you can't just toss it about. I don't know. Maybe they're hardy <laughs> because they're dragons. So that's who I'm rooting for. Does that mean I think he's a good guy? No. Mm-hmm. I'm just rooting for him right now. And then who do I think is my bad guy? Meaning, who do I think is up to no good? Who do I think is going to do something that is going to cause some missteps? That kind of a situation. Okay. I'm actually going to to go against my name, bad guy, and I'm going to go for bad girl and the aunt. Oh, um, Princess Rainus, the queen that the, the queen, queen that never, that never was. was. Princess okay. Rainus is my bad person. I think okay. she's going to do some shady stuff. She's going to want to be seen because she didn't get the crown, obviously, yes. and she's sitting there saying, "Oh, women can't do anything." And Princess Rhaenyra just says, "Screw what everyone says. I'm going to actually go jump on my dragon right now and yeah. take care of the situation and show these men, these boys, what's up." Yeah. So I think the, that the queen who never was is going to do some shady stuff too. Not only is her husband doing some shady stuff, but I think she's going to have her own version of shady stuff. Well, you know, see, that's a great... That's a great point, Mary. Well, I want to know, who are you rooting for and who do you think is your bad guy? Okay. Uh, Who am I rooting for? I'm... I'm rooting for Sir Kristen Cole. Mm. I want him to be a thing. Solid choice. I want him to be a thing. If he comes out wearing flannel and completely rocks the 90s boy haircut plus the flannel wrapped around his waist... My heart may break of <laughs> sheer delight. I want him to be a thing because he probably listens to the Smashing Pumpkins and that. Helmet. Oh yes, He's got some earbuds in. Yep, yep. <laughs> of course. Okay, continue. He, he listens Why to do... early Pearl Jam. He doesn't yes. do late Pearl Jam. Yes, he's not in on that. And when he's not in his full, you know, armor, he's wearing Vans. <laughs> no, no, he wears Airwalks. Sorry, let's get this right. Sorry, come on. He wears airwalks. Because he made more money. His dad made him listen to Bruce Springsteen. Okay, so let's. why are you rooting for this guy? Because he seems, nobody's really excited about him. I'm except, excited about him, except for Renera. Renera yes. seems excited for about him. But you know what? Also, I would think that uh, Sir Harold Westerling, uh, our boy, played by Graham McTavish. That's his real name? Yes. Sir Harold? Harold. Harold Westerling. Harold. Yes. Okay, Sir Harold Westerling. Um. He's the commander of the Kingsguard. Root for him. It seems yeah. like it seems like he's in on this decision, and it seems like he understands that Renera has more of a hold on what she's doing than what she's been given credit for. Okay, so you're rooting for. Yeah, I'm. I'm rooting for Kristen Cole. Okay, Kristen Cole. Uh, yeah, because he just. I. You know what we need? We need. A moral compass. You need a hero. <laughs> yes. We need a moral compass. Okay. We need the Hurley. He, out of everybody, I would agree, he would save a dog. He would save a he puppy totally from a burning a, building. A, yeah. You're right. Like he wants to do the thing. Oh, which means he's probably going to die the soonest. But continue. No, no. I think they're setting him up. I think they're setting him up to be the moral compass of the show, at least for now. Like, uh, um, who... I don't want to say Jon Snow, because... He's got it. He's. I. I just see him as he is fresh from a fight. uh, You know what I would even say? Maybe even a Brienne of Tarth. Okay. Mm, Okay. Like. But. But nineties haircut. But nineties haircut, Brienne of Tarth. Okay. So, who do you think 
and we can delve more into these people. But who is your bad guy? Who do you think is going to cause quite a stir? I don't know. In the next episode. That's what I also want to do because we're going to change it. Oh. Who in the next episode is going to cause a stir? Oh. And I, by the way, I'm not saying that Damon will save a puppy. I'm just rooting for him because I think. Oh, okay. Fine. I got one. Okay. I got one. Who's going to be your bad person? Allison. Allison Hightower. Nothing's good. Nothing good's coming from that girl. Nothing. Meaning she's going to hurt people? Yeah. Or do you think she's a bump on a log? No, 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 no. I mean. You think she's going to be bad. I think that she's going. She's the Billie Eilish. Uh, yeah. bad guy. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh, I think this. When she gets married to the king, all I see is problems. All I see is that. As a matter of fact, my hot take from last week, I'm retracting the hot take. Okay. It's a take retraction. Okay. Okay. My take was that it was going to be Princess Rainus versus Princess Rhaenyra. Wrong. It is going to be Princess Rhaenyra versus Queen Alicent. I'm here for it. That is what this is coming down to. Okay. So- and I just, I, I mm, mm-mm. that girl, bad news written on the way that she's picking her fingers and everything. Yep. I know. I'm, I'm telling you. She could really use the uh, calm she, app and she, do a little meditation. She needs like a cuticle softener. To help her? She just needs um, a spinning fidget. Fidget whatever. A f- a f- fidget, fidget widget. F- <laughs> what are those things called that those kids play with now? Fidget widgets? Spinning fidgets? Fidget spinner. There you go. <laughs> I was you, kind of you, close. You were there. You, were, you know what? Somewhere you somewhere there. You were, you, were, <laughs> I was you there. were surrounding it. You were circling the... <laughs> I would come to it at some point. Um, uh. So in addition for the who are you rooting for and who's going to cause some drama in the next episode... Okay. We also have one new segment that we're going to add oh, to the okay. House of Dragon with Mary and Blake. Okay. Well, are we going to do this right now? Yeah. We're doing it right now. Right now. Okay. It's called Mary's Dad. <laughs> because my dad is watching this show. And he has given us feedback via text, as dads do. Generally signed slash love dad. Because you don't need that dad. I- <laughs> I know who it's I know, from. I know it's you, but I love that I still always get it. But we were talking with him, Blake and I, and we said, Dad, we need your voice. So uh, let's let's do this. Mary's dad is one of the most kind, warm, loving people I've ever met in my life. Cover your kids' ears for one second. Here's your warning. Well, hold Five, on. Hold on. Let me, four, hold on. three, two, one. He oh. also... Just got an advanced degree from the New England Santa Society because he is a Santa Claus. Yes. Okay. Ready? Your kids can come back. Okay. And he is a real life version of Hagrid from from Harry Potter. A cleaner version. You're a wizard, Harry. Like he's legitimately Like if you combine Santa and Hagrid and their kindness and... I mean, he's smarter than Hagrid. Yeah, but he's very smart. But there's just something so kind and sweet about him that it's almost naive. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean that in a bad way, no. but like in the same way that I would say for Hagrid, like it's just so um, such a good person. But he's now in on the show, friends. Oh, so yes. my dad is going to have his own segment. We're going to have to find some cool music for my dad. We'll find some music. We'll dad, find some don't music. worry, you'll get some music. So uh, this all started because he sent me a text message after the premiere, and he said. I saw House of Dragons and I'm disappointed. They killed off my favorite character, the queen, in the first episode. <laughs> His favorite character was the queen. I love it. 
I predict the king will turn to the hand's daughter for comfort. She gets pregnant. He marries her. She gives him a son. And the heir situation gets messy. <laughs> messy. Hashtag messy. So when I heard that, when I read this, Mary and I, I read it to her and we both looked at each other and said, this needs to be a thing. So on that note, my friends, here is Mary's dad. So this is Mary's dad calling in after watching House of Dragons episode two. Uh, looks like I was kind of on the mark in terms of my predictions with the king uh, wanting to marry uh, the best girlfriend of the princess. Uh, and we'll see what happens there. I was uh, very taken with the crab feeder. He looks like a scary yeah. dude. I don't know what his motivations are, but he <laughs> seems pretty menacing. And I didn't see that there was going to be this three-way split between the free states and the king and the prince who is now aligned with the captain of ships. Hey, getting messy. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. But it was really apparent that the princess is – she's the one that's going to be cut out to be the ruler of the king. As nice as a guy as he is, is just too compassionate and too soft-hearted. Uh, he needs to have a certain amount of ruthlessness in there. Mm, nice. And in terms of what's going to take him out of the picture, I think it's that little finger of his that's got gangrene. <laughs> I think he's uh, he's not going to take good enough care of it. He's not going to let the maggots do their job cleaning the wound out. He's going to get sepsis and croak from that. Ooh. That's my predictions for this week. Take care. That a boy. Oh, look at my dad with his hot take. The, the pinky. The pinky undoes the king. Take. And that would be ironic. <laughs> Because ultimately, it is the hand of the king. Oh, oh. it's ironic because it's the it was the throne that it? gave him. Because yeah, it's his no, hand. I get okay. you. Um, it's the, the 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 throne is what cut him, you know, in the pinky, and that is what is causing the problem for him, and that ultimately is why he's going to die. Which, by the way refers back to the notion that he that the king ends up telling Rhaenyra in the beginning, which is the throne is the most dangerous seat in all of Westeros. Um, hello, it cut him. And then look what happened, maggots. And I like how that the show has done this. It's caused this little thing that you would think isn't going to be a big deal. And all of a sudden it's turning into, I think, as your dad has well predicted, going to be a, a big problem. It's just like that funky mole. If you have not gone to your dermatologist since COVID. <laughs> we know you got a funky mole. Go get it checked out. They miss you. The dermatologist. The did. dermatologist does. So, yes, that is uh, going to be a new segment for this show. Mary's dad. Love it. <laughs> Just, I love this idea. This is great stuff. Well done, Dad. Well done. So, Mary, there's also some great stuff here, for, too, from your dad that I want to kind of comment on. And that is, you know... Your dad said that the series is just like this kind of well-rounded dude. Like he's just kind of normal. He's too compassionate. He's too he compassionate. And he's kind of smart in that, the king is, in that he doesn't want to start a war, especially with the free cities. Like he knows that we can't do the thing because if it does, it's going to only cause big problems and we're already down and out as it is. Yet, at the same time, he makes a decision to alienate probably his most powerful ally outside of Otto, Hot, uh, outside of Otto Hightower. 
and even then I would say that he's he he alienates uh, Lord Cor- Corliss Valerian and sends him off, and that is just as bad as a declaration of war, in my opinion. Wow, it's just as bad because all it's doing is it's sending this person into the arms of another mm-hmm. and in trying to keep the peace he has caused a major rift the king does what do you think about that like the irony of that i mean i think he chose poorly milk's a bad choice <laughs> milk was a bad choice <laughs> the hand's daughter bad choice i i hope that she brings him comfort and joy mm-hmm. but i mean that was my bad he did not listen to the advice of every single person whom he asked. And he didn't even ask his daughter. Mm. Or did he? Was that the dinner conversation? I mean, they well, talked no, about it. Well, no, I mean, they actually. talked about it. It, was, it wasn't like I'm asking, but he's like, you, you have to understand what I'm doing, right? Yes. Like, and I think that's one of the tragedies of this episode. And that's kind of why I don't think Rainus is going to do anything out of turn. I don't think Rainus is, or she wants to do anything out of turn because she says it to Rhaenyra. And that is, this is just the order of things. Like, and, and that kind of Game of Thrones taught me anything. It is do not underestimate the women. Oh, sure. So that's why, I mean, I'm just seeing, I'm just watching. I want to see if she stirs the pot next week. I want to see if she does something weird. Maybe she bumps into his pinky. (laughs) <laughs> like a super passive aggressive thing yeah. where she just plays it off like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did that hurt? <laughs> oh, is that your bad hand? I thought it was the other one. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I I just wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I, I just wonder if there is mm, some issues that are going to arise not from Rainus, but from Corliss and what that means for Rainus and what that means. The, the whole episode, I think, is an exercise. Do you in, think she's in on it? Do you think she knows that her husband went to Damon? No. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Because oh, okay. I think she would have gone too. She seems like that kind he of- He left after. He left after the dragon egg was brought back. Yeah, but I feel like Rainus would have went with her. Oh. With him, rather. Hmm. I th- oh, interesting. Okay, because I, I I feel like you know he stor- you know Corliss storms out of the out of the small what if council. She's the the puppet master. V- valid point. And she could be like, I'm going to stay here and keep eyes in the ground here. Valid point. You go do the thing because they only listen to men. Mm-hmm. And if I went there, Damon wouldn't listen to me. Yeah, it would undercut. Yeah, that's unless fair. I was pouring his. Cup. And you know, and that's because that's because it's just the order of things. Yeah. I bet you she's the puppet master. That's what I'm going for. Okay. I'm here for it. Right. If not, it's okay. We're just having fun. Fair enough. Fair All right. Enough. Let's delve into the actual episode instead of our dream. But here's another thing that I that I want to bring up too. Why? Hmm. If if the king gets married to Alison Hightower, and if they have a boy, which you know they're going to have a boy, because that's just the way that it's going to be. Why would she undercut the king? I don't know. I, I'm not sure if she would undercut the king because that would then undercut her her standing in in Westeros. Like, if anything, I think she's just hedging her bets. 
I'm going to make sure that we're good with everybody. Okay. Because my my uncle won't think that I'm bad mm-hmm. because I didn't go to Dragonstone. Yep. But if my uncle also dies and loses, and if Damon wins, we're cool with Damon. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Um, I don't know. It, it's just there's there's a part of me that thinks like because and, and again I keep going back to this phrase. It's such a it's just such a, a nice phrase. I think the writing is not as punchy as Game of Thrones was. Okay. I felt like Game of Thrones was very quotable. I and I hate to make the same comparisons over and over again because you know I don't want to, but the show invites it for the very fact that it plays the same exact theme. <laughs> it invites comparison. Um, I think the writing for the first Game of Thrones, in terms of its punchiness, was much better. But there is that there there is that saying the order of things. Like there is this sense that everybody is just kind of doing things because that's the way that it's been done. And yeah, getting married to a 12-year-old, well, that's just the way that things have been done. So we're going to overlook the fact mm-hmm. that, that that is wildly out of control. Uh, even, you know, Otto Hightower kind of pawning off his daughter, um, you know, oh, who's so like cutely in like, it's like, I just want to like pinch her cheeks a little bit by when she fixes the dragon, like the broken dragon, like how on the nose is that when she fixes the broken dragon and gives it back to the king and like it heals him and she is the one who heals the dragon. You're like such a sap. You uh, would not have made a good king. No, I, no, I definitely would not have. No. I would not have. Some broad comes in who's being puppeted by her dad. Yeah. Go give him a present. Okay. I'll give him a dragon, the one that he broke because he's broken. <laughs> and there I am. I don't trust any of you. <laughs> Mary's just in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think the real tragedy is that we're watching something that has been going going on now for so long that nobody questions anything. And there's it just it is what it is. And is that the the stepping point from which the rest of the show is going to um, is what the stepping point you spoke in a lot of um, pronouns so I didn't really know yeah like j- just like the fact that all, this stuff has just been going on and no one's really questioned it and all of a sudden now <sighs> we have Renera. I feel like Damon but I don't think Damon is the person to root for yet I'm just rooting for him for next episode because I think it's fun to watch he's pretty much my Jersey Shore okay <laughs> there's no nothing else good on TV right now I'm not rooting for is anybody he situation? else is, is, is he <laughs> Or is he is he Ronnie? I just love that he made up. He's not getting married. Yeah. She's not pregnant. He just made it up. Just made it up. <laughs> I I'm just here to watch the drama. Am I rooting for him because I need him to win and I think he's gonna save puppies in this future? No. Yeah. I'm rooting for it because it makes for good TV, baby. Let's shake up some more eggs. Um here here's a fun here's a fun little bit of trivia that did come out of the conversation between Viserys and and uh, and Lena the the um the girl that is uh Lord Corliss's daughter the 12 year old the 12 year old mm. you know it's cuz as gross as it was it was whatever there is another dragon the largest and biggest Badass dragon there is. That is currently alive. Currently alive. And he's nested somewhere on the coast of Westeros. And they don't know necessarily where he's living on the coast of Westeros, but he is there. 
And he's in Nantucket. His, 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 his <laughs> <laughs> he's there through Labor Day. Because, um, you know, he's wearing all the Nantucket reds. Oh, plus his white. He wants to make sure oh, he yeah. gets his white, we get the white through in. Labor Day. Okay, yeah. And the, the dragon's name is Vagar. Oh, so do you think Vagar... No, we'll call that Vega. Yeah, Vega. You got to say it right. In Vega. Nantucket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vega, I think Vega breaks the rules. He wears white after Labor Day. Because he's a honey badger. He don't care. <laughs> he don't care. He's the biggest dragon of the land. Um, so he's still around, and that's a thing. So I feel like that... Whose dragon is he? Well, he's nobody's dragon yet. He was ridden by Queen Visenya, uh, which was the wife and sister of Aegon the Conqueror. Where is the king's dragon, and does he not have one? Uh, I don't know. He did ride dragons, but I don't know where the king's dragon is. You know, I'm a little worried he can't do it anymore. He may not be he able to. He can't get up. So, I don't know. I, I just... That's what she said? No, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? How to tell when the hosts aren't listening. Didn't hear it. I said he can't get up. I know. Now, now. Oh. but when I went back, I played I it back through my brain. Yeah. Yeah. No, now I get it. That's what I get for trying to make like a somewhat dirty joke. <laughs> All right. All right. Anything else you want to uh, talk about in this episode, my darling? <clears throat> um, do you remind your father's men when you carry their cups? Like, I love that. Yeah. Just knowing her place. Um, Renera calling Damon's bluff, knowing he was lying about the pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Now, how did she know? Can she just read him that well? Probably. And I think that at least there's some bit of characterization for Damon in that is he just wants to push buttons. And not only does did he do that for Otto Hightower, uh, but he's doing it for his brother and he's doing it for the attention. And it's clear that he is because he's making up the, this stuff it's brilliant. just for the sake of doing it. And he's stealing the eggs just to get a rise out of them. And do you think he wanted to provoke war? I think he wanted his brother to show up. Yeah, that's a good point. He wanted his brother to show up to surprise him and say, nah, just kidding. Yep. I don't think he's ready for war. I think he just wanted to tease and his brother. What do you think he gets out of that? That's the question. Like, what? It, just just to get a rise? Yes. Just to, yeah. Why not? And especially- it's what you gotta do, man. And when you're all, a second born. And, you know, Corliss does raise a lot of big questions. Like, this thing with the crab feeder is happening. Uh, um, what's what's his name? Uh, Damon does take Dragonstone. There's been no answer. Like, there's, there's nothing. Viserys is just kind of there doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And that is all- and he's not even married yet. Like, and he's supposed to get remarried. I just, you know, that he, I wonder if Damon has a point. Like he says, oh, my brother was never really b- being good at being a king. Does he have a point? Yeah. He's a lazy king. He's just got it easy. He's a summer born child. He's, he is a summer born child. <laughs> <laughs> just don't cause any waves. And like the, the Which is smart on one hand because he wasn't necessarily the heir through birth, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't, it was a, a big juggly thing. He's had some difficulties with, with having a new heir. Now he's had the loss of his wife. He's trying to have a female heir. So I appreciate that he doesn't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. There's already been a lot of change within his reign. So I think he 
thinks he's doing the right thing by just staying the course, setting things up so that think about it. He's not doing well. Mm -hmm. So if he goes to war with all these ship people, crab feeder peeps, Mm -hmm. that is going to have to be the world that potentially his daughter inherits. Right. Here's a question for you. And I think this is a big one, Mary. And that is this. Are the stakes right now just too low? Like for we, who? For the the show, the show in general. Like we know that Daenerys is the first queen of Westeros. Like we know that. Like the mm-hmm. Rene- we know that and that that isn't anything new. That's that was said in Game of Thrones. Um and we also know that in Game of Thrones, we're going to have the White Walkers. Like, there isn't this big thing yet. But when do the dragons die? When are there no longer dragons? Because I'm wondering, do the dragons end during the House of the Dragon? Do they go to battle mm. because it is within the House of the Dragon that this is why there were not dragons for centuries? Hmm, good point. Because I got to tell you, I love those flying reptiles, <laughs> and that's at stake for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I I wonder if if there is just a sense of slight boredom because this episode is very talky. It was very like, you know, very very dialogue heavy. I wonder if there's a slight boredom because as we talked about last episode, there's just this sense of okay. And again, we refer back to this the order of things. Like this is how things have been. And we're waiting for some sort of change. And we've spent so much time building up the history and the table setting of what's about to happen. Do you think it's imperative for a show that only has 10 episodes during this season that we get to the point? Or do you, would you be okay with... I've been Staying okay. I are. really like, I know that you think that this one was talking heavy. I really enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the talking. I'm here for the drama. I'm here for the backstabbing. If there is not a puppy saving person, then bring <laughs> me all the drama. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Anything else that you want to talk about in this episode, my love? That is it. There were two dragons in this episode. I want to just keep a count and know who we see. Yes. So the two dragons are Cyrax and Caraxes. Okay. Cyrax is... Um, uh, Princess Rhaenyra's dragon. Yes. And Caraxes is the red dragon. Of Daemon. Of, that is Daemon's dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, I Again, I, I really love the visual of seeing the dragons on Dragonstone. It's just so cool with how the, with like the little like wing, wing tips on the, on the mm-hmm. top of Dragonstone and all that. Um, you know what I was looking for? I was looking for the, the table at Dragonstone. The map table? The map table. I think that's what they were leaning against. Because I didn't see it. When he was trying to kiss her and she said, oh, I'm just a whore and I can't live forever. And I thought you were going to set me free and I'm not pregnant. Mm. I thought that maybe that was what they were leaning against when it was just shadowed. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And I also want to kind of call out uh, Corliss's uh, decor choices. (laughs) <laughs> with like skulls that are being eaten by like. Where's Corliss having decorations? We were in his house. 
I thought he was in Damon's house. Oh, I thought no, he no, went no, to no. Dragonstone. No, 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 no. No, remember, because Damon says, did you summon me just to tell me how uh, how lowborn or, or or how, what was it? Oh. oh, did you call me to Driftmark to remind me of how low my status or was there some other reason? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And I wouldn't call it, you know, fast travel because Driftmark is right next to... Um, uh, right next to Dragon Dragonstone, so like that makes sense to me. Like the fact that, uh, the fact that um, Damon could travel so quickly. Um, uh, but yeah, his his decor choices, it left a little to be desired. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. <laughs> like just weird sea creatures and. Well, I guess when you're called the sea, sea snake, that's that's kind of what happens. That's your thing. All right. Anything else? That's it. That is it. Let's close it out, shall we? We shall. Thank you all once again for tuning in to this latest episode. As we said in the beginning of the podcast, we are very social and we want to hear your feedback. Don't forget we have our voice line. You can just go to maryinsblake.com and click the contact button so your voicemail may appear on this podcast, as well as checking out our Facebook and Instagram channels when we put up the feedback post after the episode airs each Sunday night. Yeah, don't miss out on those because that's the way that you're going to get your voice heard in the small council. And as Mary just said, uh, the, that voicemail inbox that our cousin from Boston, Gloria, used is something that we really like to promote as well. Because again, we love hearing your actual voice. And <laughs> and of course, Mary's dad's voice. I mean, how can you beat that? Dad, if you're still listening. <laughs> you're the best. So go to maryandblake.com to check all those features out or go to jointhenerdclan.com to get all of our amazing benefits like you know early access to all of our episodes free swag um i mean our knee-jerk reactions blake's book club for outlander i mean we got things coming out of our ears over at join the nerd club join the nerd clan.com you don't want to miss out on that and it it does help it does help uh keep this little venture that mary and i have going uh, on a day-to-day basis. So. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. We would love for more people to find out about this podcast. So head on over. Even if you listen somewhere else, writing it in Apple Podcasts is the best way for others to find out about it. I would love to go up in the ranks. Oh, yes. That would be of, nice, wouldn't it? Of the House of Dragon when searches. Yes. So do us a favor and write us a review. We'll be ever so thankful. My name is <sighs> Mary. My name is Blake. We still don't have an outro. We still don't have an outro. I got to do. We were supposed to do that. Didn't we? Were we going to say Dracaris? Dracaris. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by thirty percent in twenty twenty three. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.